When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we're all realizing that the quality of our air, and particularly the quality of our indoor air, is really darn important. I'm so excited to tell you about Puro Air because in 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called a HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. I keep my Puro Air running upstairs where the bedrooms are all night. I love that it's quiet. Cleaner air just hits different, doesn't it? Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time for the people in the back, getpuroair.com. Well, hello, my friends, and welcome back. My name is Stephanie Safarian, and you're listening to episode 285 of Sustainable Minimalists, a twice-weekly show about intentional and eco-minimalist living. On today's show, we are discussing 10 ways Americans waste money. Now, to my non-Americans listening, I'm betting that you have a stereotype of the average American in your mind right now, and it's probably not so flattering. Americans are assumed to be materialistic and wasteful and overly consumerist in their outlooks on life. Now, to the Americans listening, I think you know, as I know, that deep down there is some truth to this stereotype. As a culture, we can be quite wasteful and we can be quite materialistic and we can spend a lot of money unnecessarily. So that's what we're talking about today. On today's show, I am outlining 10 ways Americans specifically tend to waste money. And to make this episode extra fun, I have rank ordered the list in terms of exactly how much money per year the average American wastes on said item or service. So number 10, 9, 8, it's not that much money wasted, but as we get down to 3, 2, 1, we're going to see big numbers of wasted money each year. So we'll be working our way down to number 1. Some of the items on today's list are silly, some are really darn serious, and the majority of them fall right in between silly and serious. So let's get right into wasted money item number 10. Wasted money item number 10 is unused gift cards. Think about where you keep your gift cards. Is it in a drawer? Is it in an envelope? How many do you have in there? Do you even know? Do you even know what's in that envelope? Most people enjoy getting a gift card as a gift. You can use it for whatever you like. It's not as impersonal as money, right? Gift cards are a popular gifting choice. Heck, I regularly buy gift cards for others because In my view, they're minimalist. You can buy what you want. You can buy what you need. I am a huge fan of gift cards over trinkets all day. But it turns out that by one estimate, $41 billion worth of gift cards went unredeemed from the years 2005 to 2011. According to Bankrate.com, 51% of American adults have unused gift cards. And the average person, so if you think about where you keep your gift cards, that envelope, that drawer, et cetera, the average American has $116 worth of money on their unused gift cards. 
Now, by law here in America, gift cards will not expire for five years. So this right here, right now, this is your friendly reminder to go to the back recesses of that envelope or your wallet or wherever you keep those gift cards and go through them, use them up. Why would you waste your money when you have money sitting on a piece of plastic waiting to be spent? Another reason to use those gift cards right now, and if you're like the average American, you have $116 sitting in your drawer, we're in a period of inflation right now. And shout out to my most recent episode all about inflation and skimflation that came out last week if you missed it. But if you have a $50 gift card, let's say, that $50 may likely not go as far in two months or in a year if prices continue to rise. So use up those gift cards and use them up now before they expire. And don't forget too, if you have received a gift card to a store or a restaurant or a place where you don't shop, you don't need anything, you can sell that card or you can re-gift that card or you can donate that card. So the takeaway message from number 10 is don't just let it sit in your drawer. Moving on to the number nine way Americans waste money, expedited shipping. Every year, an average of 165 billion packages are shipped in the United States alone, which by the way, fun fact, that's enough cardboard, 165 billion packages equates to enough cardboard to equal more than 1 billion trees. Think about that for a minute. Crazy. So for some of these packages, for some of these 165 billion packages, we Americans tend to opt for expedited shipping. It is hard to say how much Americans spend on this upcharge, right? But if you spend an extra 10 bucks once a month on expedited shipping, that's $120 per year you are wasting on extra fast shipping. Now, I have to say, there is a time and there is a place for emergency fast shipping. I have been there. I've needed a thing for a child and it needed to be here in two days. And so I had no choice because I dropped the ball and I needed the expedited shipping. But speedy shipping for the sole sake of getting your hands on your newest purchase as soon as possible, that is such an American habit, isn't it? And it can and will burn a hole in your wallet if you do it often. Remember to the environmental impact of expedited shipping. I've covered this on the show before, but expedited shipping almost always requires the use of an airplane, so air freight. And there is always an added environmental cost associated with airplane usage to get you your package as opposed to freight. Neither are great, but airplanes are worse. So say it with me, friends. We can wait a few extra days for our packages. Yes, we can. We can wait a few extra days. Item number eight on our list of top ways Americans waste money is not returning items that we don't want, don't need, don't love on. Online shoppers waste an average of, here we go, $152 per year on unused items. Now, there's a gender difference here, too, that I have to mention because I think it's so interesting. Men behave significantly worse with regard to not returning items. Men waste an average of $185 each year. Women, however, waste an average of $124 each year on unused, unwanted purchases that they simply, for whatever reason, don't return. Americans report that the number one reason why they don't return unwanted items is because of the hassle. 
right? It can be a hassle packaging the thing back up, doing the online returns, putting it in a box, bringing it to the post office or the UPS center. Yes, it can be a hassle. But remember too that keeping stuff in your home that you won't use that's not minimalist at all. So why would you spend money on items that don't fit into your life? If you get some if you order something, you get something you don't want it, take those extra 10 minutes, let's say, to return it cuz that will keep clutter at bay. I should say here too that as I'm saying this, I'm really looking at my own personal habits. I bought a pair of new jeans online recently, and they fit and I like them. There's nothing wrong with them. But As you hear me talk about these jeans right now, you probably hear in my voice that I'm not thrilled about them. They're white jeans. I'm not sure how much wear I'm going to get out of them. Aren't white jeans supposed to be worn only from Memorial Day to Labor Day? Or is that out out of fashion? I don't know. My mom always said you can't wear white jeans unless it's Memorial Day to Labor Day. I don't even know. I don't know fashion. I don't know if that's true or not. But I'm thinking, okay, these white jeans fit. They look reasonably good. But how often in those three months am I actually going to wear these white jeans? So I'm really thinking about them. And as I'm saying this out loud, I'm thinking to myself, if I'm not going to get the amount of use or value out of them that I expect, I need to return them. So that's number eight, not returning items. We're moving on to item number seven that Americans waste money on, and that is smartphone apps. We love our games, don't we, Americans? And there is certainly nothing wrong with infusing a bit of entertainment into our daily lives. Nothing wrong with that. But have you noticed that the number of truly free smartphone apps out there, that number continues to get smaller and smaller? Just right now, before I came to record this podcast episode, I heard an ad on Spotify and the ad was download for free on the iPhone app store. Okay, yeah, you can download it for free, but then if you want to unlock all the features of the app, you have to pay. Smartphone apps are a product and we are buying them. We are buying lots of them. According to TechCrunch.com, US iPhone users alone, so not even Android users are included in this. Just U.S. iPhone users, they spent an average of $180 on smartphone apps last year. Think about it. $180 out of your pocket to pay for smartphone apps. Now, we could take this a step further and say that even worse is that most smartphone apps, maybe I should say many smartphone apps, not most, many smartphone apps are monthly recurring subscriptions. So if you're not careful and if you don't cancel the ones you aren't using, you can end up spending way more than you intended on those apps. Check out my recent episode on subscription services. That was episode number 268. If you'd like to learn more about the problems that I see with the subscription model. We are moving on to item number six. So we did 10, 9, 8, 7, and now we're on to six. And six is lottery tickets. All right, we're getting up into the $200 per year wasted. Lottery tickets, the average American spends $223 per year on lottery tickets. Okay, again, lottery tickets are entertainment. There's nothing wrong with infusing a bit of entertainment in your life. But if lottery tickets are your source of entertainment, dare I even say self-care, you need to know your odds. The Huffington Post claims that a person's chance of winning the lottery on one ticket is one in 175 million. Your odds of getting struck by lightning are higher. 
your odds of being injured by a toilet (laughs) are higher. Your odds of getting murdered by a shark are higher. And finally, your odds of being killed by an asteroid or a comet are higher than you winning the lottery off of a lottery ticket. So the average American spends $223 a year on lottery tickets. That's crazy. We are going to take a quick break for this week's sponsor. And when we come back, we're going to get into the number five way Americans waste money. Hello, Sustainable Minimalist listeners. Are you committed to living a greener and simpler life? Well, meet Home Threads, your ally in more sustainable and minimalist home decor. As the total destination for decor and furniture, Home Threads helps you define your minimalist lifestyle while respecting the planet. Discover their exclusive Haven collection. They use many sustainable materials without compromising on style. And here's the best part. Home Threads always has the best value. It was time. After nine years of living in our home, it was time to replace our outdoor furniture. And my husband and I, we went to Home Threads. We have a Home Threads patio umbrella and a new bench. And oh my goodness, we are so in love Create a home that reflects your commitment to the environment. Visit homethreads.com slash sustainable and get a code for 15% off your first order. Homethreads.com slash sustainable. Love where you live. So many of us have chaotic closets that are crammed full of clothing items and yet somehow we still have nothing to wear. Well, upgrading to high quality and affordable pieces from Quince when you need them is a game changer. They offer organic cotton sweaters and washable silk tops. My 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters are my go-to. Not only are they affordable, but the quality is top-notch They wear better than the cashmere sweaters that are double their price. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash sustainable podcast for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash sustainable podcast to get free shipping and 365 day returns. One more time, quince.com slash sustainable podcast. And we're back. We are discussing the top 10 ways Americans waste money each year. And let's do a quick recap of numbers 10 through 6, just so we're all on the same page. Number 10, unused gift cards. Number 9, expedited shipping. Number 8, not returning items that you don't need or want. Way number 7 that Americans waste money is on those smartphone apps And finally, way number six is on lottery tickets. So lottery tickets was number six, and the average American, I said, spends $223 a year on lottery tickets. Now we're on to number five, and there's a big jump between number six and five in terms of the monetary value associated with the waste. Way number five that Americans waste money is on uneaten food. According to the National Resources Defense Council, Americans as a whole, so all Americans, waste $165 billion annually by tossing away snacks and meals. Now, what is the math? You might be thinking to yourself, well, what does that mean for me? How much am I wasting? The average American then wastes approximately $529 per year 
on thrown out food. So wasted food could be the stuff that you forgot about in your fridge that went bad, but it could also be the food that you left on your plate at a restaurant. It's not enough for another meal. You don't want to go through the hassle of bringing it home. With all else, the solution is to buy less food when you're at the supermarket. It's also when you're at a restaurant to perhaps look at the meal on your plate and eat half of the meal. Usually the meal is big enough for two meals, let's be honest. So eat half of it. That's another American thing too, right? Like gigantic meals. (laughs) But eat half of the meal so that you have the other half to take home and eat. I've done lots of episodes on how to reduce food waste in your home. If you're just beginning on this journey, I suggest step one is to look hard at the perishables you buy. So in my house, the perishables that... We've stopped buying every week because we just don't eat them. That would be yogurt and that would be sour cream. We just don't eat enough of it to warrant buying it every week. So we only put it on the grocery list when we have a recipe that calls for the yogurt or the sour cream. I suggest you all do the same by looking at what regularly goes bad in your home and just buying less of it. That's my super simple step one for you. We're moving on to item number four, the next way Americans waste money, and that's by wasting energy. Holy moly. Now, this one isn't glamorous, but we got to talk about it. And that is because (laughs) the average American wastes over $1,118 a year on wasted energy. So let's back up. Wasted food, $529 per American per year. Wasted energy, just about double that. $1,118 per year is spent on wasted energy. So our houses leak, right? Our light bulbs produce more heat than they do illumination. Our big TV sets draw power when they're turned off. So they're still plugged in. They're still taking power. That is just the start of the wasted energy problem. By the way, a couple not so fun facts here. The United States is the second biggest consumer of energy in the world after China. The United States uses approximately 23% of the world's energy, but the United States holds only about 5% of the world's population. So really let that sink in for a minute. The stereotype that Americans are wasteful really hits home with these numbers. We use approximately one-fourth of the world's energy, but we have only one-twentieth of the population. Whoa. There are plenty of things you can do in your home to reduce energy waste. And again, we've talked about all of these on the show before, but if you are a new listener and you are just tuning in, let's start by unplugging appliances that you're not using. Let's start also by using smaller appliances for small jobs. So use the toaster oven for roasting your eggplant instead of turning on the big oven. If it fits in the small oven, use a small oven. Let's also start by turning our thermostat down a couple degrees in the winter months and taking care of those drafty windows and doors and turning off the AC and instead turning on the fans. These are all really great, really high impact ways to start. We are on to number three. We got three left. Number three is Americans wasting money on unnecessary clothes. Families on average spend $1,280 annually on kids' clothing alone. Now, of course, different families have different numbers of kids, so you have different needs. 
that number doesn't even account for what we're buying for ourselves, to clothe ourselves, to make us look pretty, to make us look attractive, to make us fit in. So let's just talk about kids' clothes for a minute. All parents want their kids to look great, right? But spending money on clothes and definitely spending money on those costly designer items is ridiculous. Once in a while, sure, but if you're making that a habit, I'm going to just say it and don't hate me for it, but ridiculous. Kids outgrow their stuff quickly and they're also super darn messy. So why on earth would you spend your hard-earned dollars on fancy clothes for a child? I don't know. The alternatives include accepting hand-me-downs. So I'm willing to bet that every parent in your community has kids' clothes that their children have outgrown. They're perfectly fine kids' clothes, but they've just outgrown them. Accept those hand-me-downs with a smile. Thrift if that's available to you. Avoid those impulse buys. So those stores at the mall with the super cute kid mannequins and oh my gosh, you have to have it. Avoid those impulse purchases if you can. And remember that kids grow really fast and kids are messy. Say it with me. Kids grow really fast and they're messy. (laughs) I should say here too that School clothes shopping, for me, is right around the corner. When I was a child, my mother would take my sister and me to the store, and she'd buy us some new outfits at the start of the year. And as a kid, I loved this. I wanted to look good for school. But as a mother, I am not continuing this tradition because my children already have plenty of clothes. They don't need extra outfits just to go to school. They don't need that. And so if it turns out during the year that I do determine, I do identify a need, I will acquire the item then. So there is a difference between identifying a need and just buying stuff because everybody else is doing it, because the commercials tell you to, because the sales entice you to, need versus wants. So just to recap there, the average American family spends $1,280 each year on kids' clothing. That says nothing about parents' clothing. We're moving on to item number two, and I know I'm going to get some hate mail on this one, but I'm going to go with it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it boldly. Item number two, the next way Americans waste money is on manicures and pedicures. Holy moly. Okay, so let me say before we get into the numbers, there is nothing wrong with a bit of self-care. To my ladies listening, you and I, we all need more opportunities for self-care in our lives. We women are told that a good woman is selfless and giving, like the giving tree and never takes time for yourself. So if manicures and pedicures are the way that you practice that self-care, you do you. You deserve it. I have plenty of friends who go to the salon every two weeks, standing appointment. That's their them time. And that is totally fine. But if you've never thought about the amount of money that these manicures and pedicures and self-care time are costing you, literally costing you, that's what we're going to talk about right now. In the United States, a nail salon charges an average of $19.50 for a manicure. Now, whenever I say these averages, I'm always thinking to myself, oh, heck no, they're way higher up where I live here in Massachusetts or Taxachusetts, if you will. But okay, on average in America, $19.50 for a manicure and the average cost of a pedicure in the United States is $32.25. The average woman who gets manias and pedis every two weeks like clockwork, you know what she spends a year? $2,000. 
She spends an average of $1,345 per year on manicures and pedicures. Holy moly. Okay, so if that sounds like it tracks for you, I'm asking you, could you go every three weeks? Could you paint your own nails once in a while? Could you not get pedicures in the winter when nobody's looking at your toes anyway? So just some thoughts for you. Again, nothing wrong with self-care, but know that the average American who goes and gets manis and pennies every two weeks spends an average of $1,345 a year on them. All right, now we are up to the number one way Americans waste their money. And stay with me because this is a long one. And that is on unhealthy food. So number two, $1,345 on manis and petties. Number one is unhealthy food. There is a big jump in the number between numbers two and one on my list. And in fact, the number on number one is so high that I can't even fully calculate it. So here we go. Unhealthy food. Americans last year, last October 31st, we spent $2.8 billion on Halloween candy. Americans, nearly half of us, drink soda every single day. In 2018, the CDC reported that one out of every three Americans, so one out of every three of us listening, eats some type of fast food every single day. The average American spends $1,200 a year on fast food alone. Where am I going with this? Soda and candy are delicious. Fast food is designed in a lab to be super tasty, but they'd also lower your quality of health and they perhaps very likely make you more likely to get sick down the line. So unhealthy food is in my number one spot today, not because we waste a lot of money on them, even though we do, but because of the healthcare costs associated with the potential sickness that comes with making unhealthy food part of our daily diets. Now, before you keyboard warriors start drafting your emails to me, I know that the privilege problem comes into play here, and I would be so remiss if I didn't mention it. People who often eat junk food do so because it's cheap and because it's all that's available to them. So if you're listening right now and that is you, I am not criticizing you in the least. I'm not even criticizing those of you who can afford healthier things. I'm not criticizing anybody. You've got to eat and you are doing the best you can. But I need to also say that the United States has one of the highest costs of healthcare in the world. In 2020, U.S. healthcare spending reached $4.1 trillion. Now, if you're an American listening with insurance... Oh, and by the way, if you are an American listening with insurance, regardless of whether that insurance coverage is decent or not, you are one of the lucky ones. In 2020, 31.6 million people, or just about 10% of the population, were uninsured. So if you have insurance, you're a lucky one. And if you have insurance, an individual on average spends $5,952 per year on that insurance. If you are part of a family, a family pays an average of $13,824 per year on that insurance. You likely know, you've heard the stories, you've heard the horror stories, that insurance does not cover everything. So then what happens when you get sick and your health insurance company isn't paying those deductibles and they're sending bills back to you and telling you they're your responsibility? 
yes, my friends, you get stuck with those bills. And bills, by the way, right there was plural on purpose. People with good health insurance go into medical debt all the darn time. And it's important to say, too, that if you're healthy, if you're listening right now and you're healthy, if you're healthy as a horse even, (laughs) you might not always be healthy as a horse. Gary Graywall, one of my most fabulous guests, because he's just so darn smart, in episode number 258, it was titled Conscious Spending, if you missed it, but Gary made the point, he really drove home the point that we are missing the point of any financial savings conversation if we're not actively investing in our health when we're young, when we're middle-aged, when we're older. We need to invest in our health every single day by making these little micro decisions that don't seem so important in the moment, but really add up to an investment in our long-term health. That's because healthcare costs in this country are so exorbitant even if you have that quote-unquote phenomenal healthcare coverage. So unhealthy food is in my number one spot today. Not necessarily because we do spend a lot of money on it. We do spend a lot of money as Americans on unhealthy food. Let's recap. The average American individually spends $1,200 on fast food alone and $2.8 billion collectively on candy for one day, for one Halloween. Yes, we do spend a lot of money on unhealthy food. But I can't give you a concrete number for this in the number one spot simply because I can't tell you (laughs) whether the unhealthy food you may or may not be eating will cause a chronic health condition down the line and whether you will or will not get stuck with those medical bills. So invest in your health, which essentially means make those choices now, like reducing your junk food intake, not completely eliminate it because, hello, I love my junk food and I will never, I do not see a reality in which I'm not eating junk food. So reduce. This is incremental minimalism. This is intentional living. So reduce so that you decrease your risk of developing some sort of disease down the road. I have two final words for you today. The first is that in a capitalist society, we tend to frame waste We tend to frame the concept of waste in terms of money, like how many hours of my life did I work and how much did I waste? And then in the zero waste or low waste movement as well, we tend to frame waste in terms of how much plastic did we throw out or how big is our trash bag that we're sending to the landfill. I argue, and I hope I drove the point home today, that both of these definitions of waste, money, trash bag waste, these are narrow definitions. So Let's right now reframe the concept of waste by expanding our lens. Let's start talking about wasted energy, wasted water, wasted fossil fuels, wasted raw material. And let's also in the same conversation talk about wasted money and wasted food packaging and how many trash bags we're sending to the landfill. My hope is that today's show drove home the point that it's all interconnected and that when we chip away at all our wasteful habits in all areas, very slowly, but very surely, that's when our impacts start to multiply. My final word for you today, too, is less serious and more just reality check. And that's to say that when we think about personality traits or characteristics, being wasteful is never one that we tend to aspire to. 
being wasteful, being a wasteful person is never a flex, right? If you're in the dating scene right now, I'm willing to bet that you are not actively looking for a wasteful partner. So let's all together tackle our wasteful tendencies for our wallets, for our planet, and for our own personal growth as human beings. So I will see you on Tuesday. We are discussing mindful and intentional eating with a mindful eating coach. I'm really excited to air this interview because as a junk food lover, I learned a lot. I will see you on Tuesday. I have been getting so many emails from all of you and I love every single one of them. If I haven't wrote back yet, I will. If you like this show and you listen on Apple Podcasts or if you listen on Spotify, do me a big favor. Get your one good deed done for the day. End this episode right now and leave a quick rating on Spotify or a quick review on iTunes. You will have my eternal gratitude for helping this show grow. Thank you so much. Reach out if you need me. I will see you Tuesday. Have an amazing weekend. I love you all and take care.